The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver and Antland Productions. Hi, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly. We had the October virtual Mavo happy hour last night on Zoom, and it was so much fun. My special guest this week is none other than my favorite voiceover tech guy and one of my favorite people in the voiceover industry. For over 40 years, Emmy Award-winning sound designer, recording engineer, and producer Uncle Roy Yokelson has built an impressive list of credits for his work in a variety of media. He's the go-to guy for help with just about anything when it comes to the technical side of voiceover. Studio sound advice, editing, which mic to use, he's got you covered. Thanks for joining me on the show today, Uncle Roy. Absolutely. Thanks for asking me. What are the top three mistakes that voice actors make when editing, and what are some tips you can give to avoid or fix these mistakes? I had a different answer ready. I was going to say coffee. <laughs> you asked the wrong question for question number one. I'm drinking coffee well, and not decaf. how do you decaf. feel about coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I make a pot of coffee in the morning, and by the end of the day, I'm wondering, how come there's no more coffee? <laughs> I drink the whole pot. Anyway... As I do my two-hour life-changing Adobe Audition and Audacity setup, don't spend so much time cleaning up your files. Some people, they start editing by eye, and they look, and they see a little thing in the spectral, and they got to fix it. No, if you hear a problem, go fix it. But it should not take you more than five minutes to clean up a 30-second audition. And people are telling me it takes 40 minutes. It's ridiculous. On the other hand, <laughs> don't be afraid to do some basic cleanup. Even if they say, send us the raw file, you can put a high pass filter on and you can normalize it to minus three and then send it. Nobody's going to fault you and say, hey, you normalized it to minus three. I told you no processing. That's not processing. So on the other, other hand, don't overprocess your files like use the compressor with the setting in Adobe Audition called voiceover. I'm sure this is why people ask for raw files, because somebody overcompressed and they want to do it themselves if it's going to come out wrong. I think it's really tricky because for somebody who is not really familiar with editing that much, for some people that just that's not their thing, it's very easy to try to overprocess things. And then you get a lot of auditions now where they're saying, just send us the raw file or don't overprocess it. And then it's like, okay, well, where do I find a happy medium in between? So, yeah, so those are all really great things. That's why they need to attend my class at Mini Mavo 2020. Exactly. So, so, so <laughs> they can learn about these things. <laughs> what are your top three most memorable moments in your career so far? So if anybody's been to my IMDB page, you would know there's a lot of film score recording that I was involved in. And my first feature film, although not, there's no screen credit, but we know who did it, is Kramer versus Kramer. All the Vivaldi classical music, but it was an afterthought. So I said, oh, am I going to get a credit? And they said, oh, the credits are already cut. So theoretically, I'm an Academy Award winning recording engineer from Kramer versus Kramer. Wow. That was number one. That's so cool. Number, I put it on my IMDb anyway. It, we know who did it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the recordings with my voice slating the takes, so we know. That's awesome. There's the proof. Number two, I did a lot of Woody Allen film score recording, and the second film I worked on was Zelig, and I got to recreate 1928 
sound, and I got to record a woman named Mae Questel, who's the original Betty Boop. And she was 75 years old, but she still sounded like she was supposed to. A uh, little known fact, I only found out recently that the Betty Boop character, when originally created, she was supposed to be a 16-year-old young girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the censor office had a little trouble with that, you know, with her being a little sexy and everything. And then number three, I got to record a lot of singers. You might be too young to know these names, but Peggy Lee sang the opening credit on Biloxi Blues. She sang How High the Moon. Twiggy for my one and only. Who knew Twiggy could sing besides be a model? Oh, wow. She sang How Long Has This Been Going On? Betty Buckley sang Memories for Cats. Betty Buckley, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and a 60-piece orchestra. And also Goldie Hawn sang in Woody Allen's musical Everyone Says I Love You. She sang I'm Through With Love. And who knew Goldie Hawn could sing? She sang so well, we had to kind of tell her to tone it down a little bit because the other actors aren't really singers. And she, <laughs> her talent was overpowering everybody else's. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Those are great. That's, it, it's like if you did nothing else in your whole career, those are great <laughs> things to think about, you know, that you've accomplished. So that's fantastic. I used to be someone, Val. You still are. You still are. <laughs> I'm somebody else now. Okay. <laughs> well, if you could be a director on any animated series, what would it be and why? I love directing, and I used to be partners with the world's greatest mimic, Jeff Bergman. Did all the classic Warner Brothers, Hanna-Barbera, Jay Ward, all those voices. So I would say any new Warner Brothers cartoons with the classic characters, because those voices are so in my head <laughs> from being five years old and watching, Back in the day, and I did direct Bugs and Dad. You know, I I did do all that, but any new series with Warner Brothers, I would love to direct that. Well, now you put it out there into the universe, and you know, pass Me. that along to. <laughs> maybe Eric. Maybe I'll direct Eric someday. Yeah, I was going to say, Bowda. pass it along to Eric Bowser. He'll be at Mabo. So, <laughs> if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Since I co-produced this show with you, I've heard other people say fly or teleport, just to avoid all the negative reasons associated with commercial flying, especially these days. It would be great. Boom, I'm in London. Boom, I'm in Japan. Places I've never gone to right. where a long flight would have to happen. And I'm so busy, I don't have the time to <laughs> to travel so much. So instant teleporting would be my well, my superpower. I think a lot of people say that one because traffic, first of all, and then especially now, it would be great with COVID happening to just be like, oh, I don't have to fly. You know, I can just like close my eyes and <laughs> teleport somewhere. That'd be great. What advice can you offer voice actors who are getting ready for demo production? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, beware of the demo mills. There are at least two or three in the New York City area maybe more. Work with a reputable coach until the both of you know you're ready. Don't be in such a rush to get your demo done because you need to start generating income and return on investment. Those are all the wrong reasons. That's the wrong reason to get into voiceover in the first place. You know, I'm retired now. I need to make money or I lost my job. I need to make money. And you start coaching and you're hot to try to get that demo. When can we do my demo? because I got to put it up on my website. Don't be in such a hurry. 
It takes time and it takes money. And you're starting a business. How long does it take to open a solopreneur business? Yeah, I think a lot of people rush into it. And that's just definitely not what you want to do when it comes to getting a demo produced. And also, of course, choosing the right demo producer, which that's important as well. Interviewing the person and figuring out if you get along well with them and if they're going to give you what you're looking for in your actual demo, like what you want to put out there. So those are all things to think about. There's some really good coaches out there. There's a, you know, there's what we just say, two dozen really good coaches, maybe three dozen. What's your favorite movie of all time? Eh, pin me down, but I'm going to give you three. My mother was over recently. She stayed for six days and I said, you want to watch a movie? And she said, yeah, let's watch The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> okay, so that's number one on the list. Okay. Moonstruck. I love Moonstruck. There's parts of it that make me laugh and cry. And that's uh, the other sad part about Moonstruck is I was supposed to record the score to Moonstruck, which would have been a nice high profile thing to have on my IMDb page. But they recorded up in Canada and they were not allowed to fly me up there because they have other recording engineers up there and I'd be taking work away from somebody else. You know, they have some strict labor laws up there. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. Man, I haven't seen that in such a long time. I need to rewatch it now. <laughs> I just, you know, Johnny Camerari. Then lastly, because I can't give you one. Of course. Any movie with Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi, Lionel Atwill, James Cagney, Lionel Barrymore. There's a very funny, scary, or whatever you want to call it. There's a movie, you'll probably see it since uh, Halloween is coming. It's a movie called Devil Doll, and it's Lionel Barrymore in drag. Oh, as an old lady hiding, you know, he's a falsely accused bank uh, funds in appropriation, and he goes to jail for 17 years. He breaks out, and he's just trying to show his innocence. And finally, the real criminals confess, and then he's uh, vindicated, you know. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice when it comes to choosing the best microphone? The new microphone that I love, and I think Patrick Kirchner may have turned me on to it, is the Stellar, S-T-E-L-L-A-R, X2 for $200. Ooh. It sounds great. I can't swear that you could compare it to like a Neumann 102, but mm -hmm. it's not far from it. I wouldn't necessarily recommend the mic that i'm on right now which is the worker b mic i like it it's fun to look at it was 89 dollars, but if you're going to be serious about being in this business you can't spend less than 200 dollars on them you can but it's not advised so the stellar x2 i always recommend the rode rode nt1 not the 1A. And if you got a little extra money, Neumann 102, not the 103. The 103 people will curse me and swear by their 103. I say the 102. First of all, you save $600. And I just love, and Lila just got the 102. And she loves it. It's very crisp. There's no extra siblings. Just a really good, it's like a mini U87. Oh, cool. For, the, for those of you who know about Neumann 87s, I know Mark Scott knows. <laughs> 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 That's great. Yeah, I think it's really difficult for a lot of people to choose their microphone because if they're not knowledgeable about it, it takes a lot of research, a lot of recommendations. And I usually just tell people to call you and you'll <laughs> give them advice. So. <laughs>
when all this pandemic hit, the agents and managers sent out an email to all their clients or wannabes saying, here, buy this mic and get this computer and use this software. And I don't know who advised them. The road was not on the list. The 102 is not on the list. Certainly the Stellar wasn't on the list, but you know, they were saying, uh, USB 2020, you need to spend more than $60 or a hundred dollars on a microphone. If you want to be serious about it, the ones who are just getting in the business, like the kids, it doesn't matter as much with the kids. They don't have a big deep resonance to capture Mm -hmm. so you can get away Mm -hmm. with a microphone that doesn't really have the richness but for we adults it's an investment in your future it's part of the what does it take to start your voiceover career you have to be serious about your equipment your training your demos your website your marketing your branding (laughs) yeah i definitely think that people need to invest in better microphones and i do think what exactly what you said is that when people are just starting out that's the time when you can get away with buying a less expensive one but the fact is that if you want to be serious about your voiceover career you have to invest because you want the quality and the quality is going to include having great equipment just like the professionals otherwise but you also need the coaching to go along with it because if you have a great microphone and you can't act well they don't right. balance you have a gra- each other out <laughs> you have a great recording of a crappy performance when people are sending me these free uh, i'm offering free uh, home studio evaluation and so first yes i listen to the quality of the recording and then i critique the read and then they say well um i wasn't really concentrating on the read i just thought you wanted the quality of the sound of my room just okay does it cost extra for you to put the acting in right (laughs) there was the word sparkle in the script and it was the last word of a sentence and she's sparkle (laughs) (laughs) don't just pop the word sparkle out (laughs) yeah can you tell me about your upcoming session at mini mavo 2020 i'd be happy to i'll be comparing editing and post-processing using adobe audition and audacity attendees will hopefully take away Many a golden nugget on improving their workflow while attaining broadcast standard quality, which is what's required these days, and meeting ACX guidelines, minus 18 to minus 23, standard for audiobook production. It sounds like an awesome session. I mean, I definitely... I can hardly wait to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll attend. Sounds cool. (laughs) It sounds good. Don't forget... The Thursday of Mini Mavo 2020 is my birthday party, so it's a bring-your-own-bagel event. Oh, that's right. I almost always forget. (laughs) BYOB. And it's on Bagel Thursday. That's perfect. So there you go. There you go. (laughs) So you have to be there. Okay, guys. Well, that's a wrap for this week. For more information about Uncle Roy, visit his website at antlandproductions.com. And I hope to see you at Mini Mavo 2020 on November 6th or 8th on Zoom. Or November 5th through 8th on Zoom. Or November 5th through 8th. (laughs) See you there, guys. Thanks, Val. Thank you. Thanks, Val. I'm Johnny Heller, and I'm delighted to present at Mini Mavo 2020. I hope you'll join me and all the other great coaches. I'm going to talk about audiobooks and intro to audiobooks. It's one of the big booming markets in the voiceover world. I'll also be doing a question and answer session, which I assume will be about audiobooks, but it doesn't have to be. I'll answer anything you ask me. And if I don't know the answer, I promise to make something up on the spot. So please, plan on joining us and plan on having a great time. Live with Squacky is mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tech, Uncle Roy Yokelson of Antland Productions. Tune in next week for another fun episode of Live with Squacky. Uh, uh.